remember what key it's in. Hi, I'm Alan Altman. I'm Dave Juskow. And this is Billy Joel A to Z. Continue our W songs here at everyone's favorite podcast, Billy Joel A to Z. Well, after completing Billy's biggest hit ever, we go in the opposite direction. And today we will discuss a song no one's ever heard of or talks about entitled Weekend Song. Weekend Song? What is the third song off of the second side or another side as he calls it on the 1974 album street life serenade weekend song is the only rock song off of this uninspired album and it appears absolutely nowhere else and after turnstiles came out was most likely erased from existence (laughs) i guess we'll just go to the rankings alan i you already know we've already told the people never heard this song before And and I mean, not just never heard it. I mean, I played it and I'm like, no, nothing. Nothing rings a bell. Nothing. Anyway, let's go to the rankings. Let's begin with Christopher Bonanos. These guys are out of whack again today. Okay, so I'm going to guess that Glenn Gamboa probably likes the song more than Bonanos. I'm going to put Bonanos' ranking at 96. You have it the exact opposite. And you were very close. Chris Bananos from his 2015 Vulture ranking at New York Magazine has it at 44 out of 121. It was very high for this song. Yeah. And and all he just wrote was another one with echoes of Elton John, but then not bad at all. So he actually enjoys this song. Glenn Gamboa puts it where I would put it at 92 out of 124. Who knew train rides and workplace struggles could sound this hopeful? I mean, that sounds like a good thing if you're putting it at 92. The fans, however, rank it at 112, and that's a tad higher than the House of Blue Light. Yeah, I never know what these fan rankings. It's just, look, no one had this album, so they just don't know the song, and they just stick it on the bottom. It's a good song. I don't like it. You don't like it? But here's the thing. Don't. Is, don't you feel like this is like a sequel to Ain't No Crime? And you liked Ain't No Crime. I did like, like Ain't that No song. Crime, but there's something wrong with this song. I don't know what it is, but the first time I heard it, I was giving it the Billy Joel pass. 
so I was, I got it and I'm like, eh, I don't know where this is going. I'm not into it. But uh, what I do know, especially after doing this podcast and learning more about Billy Joel, which is the best thing about this podcast, is that I know at some point he's going to play some sort of musical thing that is going to make me happy. And it's going to go to a place that he's just so good at. And this time it did not. It did just didn't. There was no interlude that I was like, oh, my God, that's great. It didn't do it for me. Not even like that cool bridge section when he's like, I don't want to stand here and sound accusing. Everybody does their share of losing. No, 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 I, I really didn't like it. In fact, maybe there was a problem. I, I guess because it was called Weekend Song, I was thinking more of it's going to be like Barry Manilow Weekend in New England, and it was going to be a slower song. When we. Especially because it's a weekend song. And then I guess the weekend, because you can go both ways on a weekend song, right? You could do the Barry Manilow version, which is Weekend in New England, which is more of a, it's a pretty good song. It's like a slower, more like Weekend in New England. <laughs> like yeah. It's a, yeah, it's a slow. Or that's why I thought it was going to be like a mellower song. But this is more like, which is a better song, Working for the Weekend. From Loverboy, which is the greatest weekend song of all time, <laughs> it still holds up for me, even though yeah, it's this, horrible. this is like that subgenre of rock, which was like, we work hard and now it's the weekend and we're going to have a great time. And like a lot of bands had songs in this kind of vein. Yeah, I, did, I didn't think it was going to be like, I didn't think it was going to be like, we're getting ready for the weekend. This should be called Friday song. I guess I did. You know, it's a it, it it's, this is the plan for the weekend. I just thought it was going to be like a easy like Sunday morning, you know, the Lionel Richie song. Yeah. Or a queen has a song. It's like lazy on a Sunday afternoon. <laughs> right. Like right. Old dance hall stuff. Uh, this song to me, I think, is like the perfect, of course, because Billy Joel, the perfect Long Island song, because it's not just about being done with work and looking forward to the weekend. It's literally meet me at the station, pick me up from the train. It's about being on the Long Island Railroad. Yes, like everyone I, that Billy grew up with had to do every week. Well, I noticed that. And of course, my favorite part, as you would know, have a meal and a shower and a change of clothes. But I can't stop talking about food. It's fantastic. On the Jericho lines. That was the, yes, exactly. That's what I was thinking of. That's, they're going to that restaurant by the Jericho lines. But if you really want some atmosphere, it's the only game in town. With the reasonably priced food and the bar. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, that made me incredibly happy. But the problem also with this song, and it's not just him, it's Springsteen and everything, especially Billy, now that we know, like he never had a job like this. So it's like sometimes it's difficult for me to, I'm like, what was he talking about? He, he was in a band when he was like 16, 17, like he's never really, neither Springsteen. And these guys talk about the man. But you know, like you said, he has friends and stuff like that. So I guess they get it. But sometimes being a working person 
as you are too, we don't break our backs, but we work every day. It's it's hard to listen to this when the guy when he made it in 1974 it wasn't working that hard. He was just working as a musician, what he always wanted. Like if you were, you know, just working as a, a comic uh, the way we want to go all the time, that would be wouldn't that be awesome? <laughs> and like then how yeah. do you talk about working at a job when you wake up at noon every day and then just make people laugh? I don't know. Yeah, but I mean, like the whole album, Street Life Serenade, is kind of like this ode to suburban life in some ways, you know? Yeah. Uh, so it, it just kind of fits into that, I think. And he just, it's like the fathers that he observed. It's more about like, what is what was life like in Levittown and Hicksville? And he'd see the dads coming off the train, going home and blowing all their money on booze, I guess, on the weekend. Or even well, at this point, he was in his mid-20s. I guess a lot of his friends from high school were living this life. Well, if you're talking about the dad's coming off the train, then that's different. That's something I can understand. This makes it seem like he was doing it. He was trying to relate to his audience. I think he just was thinking like all of his bros at this point are those young dads who were doing this. And they used to be the cool guys in high school. And now they're still trying to hang on and like, or if they're not even dads, they're still just what they want to go out and like meet a lady and, and have some drinks and spend all the money they earned after well, working seven years. He, but he was like writing this song while he was in California too. So that's why it's also a little strange. Yeah, it's like he missed his back home life, even though he was out there. Well, he clearly did. But the other thing is the lyrics, what we were talking about, the lyrics. Uh, one of the lyrics says, we got to spend some money tonight, which is odd because this song comes right after Last of the Big Spenders. <laughs> yeah. So it's like it, it's contradictory. But the whole album is like that, though, right? Yeah, I think uh, you're seeing a lot of mixed messages here. Yeah. Billy Joel has said, like, this album lyrically didn't really offer much. And I think yeah. this is, song is a really good example of that because it's a really good rocking song. But, yeah, I feel like you could have written this in five minutes. Like, maybe a song about, you know, working hard and then, like, looking forward to going out and having a good time. And you could come up with this song really quickly. Yeah. And and let me also say, since it, I don't know if people are going to be upset because I don't care to like the song, but... I did hear a live version, which you probably saw too at the bottom line from 1976, that it opens with uh, the, the version we have is Root Beer Rag, and then it goes into Weekend Song. And it sounds like that's how he ended the concert in 1976. And this maybe this was before Turnstiles. I don't know, because 76. So if it was, then he's playing his newest album, which is cool. But that version, then it worked for me. If I was listening to it at the bottom line, uh, a small venue where you play this, so it kind of looked the way I feel about Summer Highland Falls. If I'm listening to it and this is the way he ends the the show, I would have liked I liked that version from the bottom line. Listening to Root Bear Rag first and then this. And, the, and there's something more, I guess, the the worker thing made more sense at the bottom line you know certainly not at the meadowlands or or msg you know uh, a you small venue where he's working hard and just becoming a you know a, the, a superstar do you know what the bottom line was well i know it was a club in the city i've been there before okay yeah i don't know it sounded like one of those places you'd see on bleaker street i didn't know if it was like yeah a yeah yeah that's venue. exactly right it, it's a it's a smaller venue i mean it's a venue for somebody that's got an album but it's a it's a smaller, really great, intimate, intimate would be the word venue. Probably sat 
I don't know, maybe a hundred people or so. Maybe it's a little like the Village Underground, the comedy uh, really small. Okay. Yeah, yeah, probably like that. So I, that I can picture it. And the funny thing is, what I noticed is they have a lot of live performances up on on YouTube, and it's a lot of them are sanctioned by the Billy Joel Corporation, like they're they're legally sanctioned by Billy Joel, which tells me he likes this song live and it's under the billy joel you know youtube channel Yeah, well, they There's had just three re- different live versions that they put in, and I so I didn't like the the one that we say the uh, the one we listen to all the time with some a couple of good versions. I think it took place in San Francisco, the Great American Music Hall. Right, I didn't care for that one, and I didn't care for another one, which was a little too big. But when it got smaller, I enjoyed it more. I, you know, that's interesting. I would say the opposite. I thought the one at the bottom line seemed a little dull. And I thought the one at the Great American Music Hall was really rocking. And he went from in that one, he went from eight no crime right into this song. So it was like he ended and that was the end of the concert. So he ended oh, that's funny. on this really rollicking, you know, honky tonk piano rock kind of note with those two songs, which is pretty cool. That makes a lot of sense that I would like the lesson because that's the way because I don't like the song. So I like it. That makes sense that you like it as a rocking song. And I don't. Yeah, but I, to me, that's like what this song, this is where it excels. It has some really great moments for the guitarists to do some cool solos and the band seems to really be having fun. And it's about people going out and drinking and having a good time and spending their money and not worrying about work, which is all like what Billy's whole like working class thing is all about. Now, since we're talking about live stuff, I'll give you the stats. Uh, we have there's nine. Stuff. I guess there must be stats, right? Yeah, so th- there's only nine plays of the song that are listed on setlist.fm. 
He hasn't played it since 1977. (laughs) But when he was playing it, just like you saw in the bottom line and at Great American Music Hall, this song was in the encore. Often it was the final song. Really? Yeah. Well, that's interesting. Yeah. So I I couldn't believe it when I knew it was the final song. And he's like, thanks a lot. And I'm like, wait, this is the last song? And then maybe it does make sense that it's the last song. He's like, yeah, we're going to get excited for the weekend and enjoy yourself. Have a great show, everybody. Or have a great night. Thanks for coming. I mean, I guess in that sense, it, sense it makes sense being a Friday night song, end of the week song. But that's yeah. But it also makes sense that after 1977, where where's he going to play this song? I can't believe it was part of the encore. That's crazy. And then it got pushed out by Uptown Girl. <laughs> and so it should, <laughs> because it turns out that that guy with the the wages. He'll be receiving that he's pretty soon he's going to be leaving and he's got nothing to show. Got some uh, high class dame to go out with them. Speaking of high class dames, uh, the word dame, I guess, triggers this. Uh, This song has some lyrical similarities to My Way by Frank Sinatra. Is that right? Yeah. When Billy says that phrase, my share of losing, that's also in my way. When Frank says, he says, I've loved, I've laughed and cried. I've had my fill, my share of losing. Oh, that's interesting. Well, we know he does like to take from uh, Sinatra once in a while, and we know he liked him a lot. And then it also is a little similar in the way it sounds to Take Me to the Pilot by Elton John. Oh, my God. It sounds just like it. Just like it. Take Me to the Pilot, Lead Me Through the Chamber is a lot like Pick Me Up at the Station, Meet Me at the Train. Yeah. Take me to the pilot, lead me through the chamber. Take me to the pilot. And this is one of those Leon Russell inspired songs, which Billy has said numerous times, just like Ain't No Crime. And he's got the word nine to five in it, too, because didn't we have a, a trivia question about that at one point or something? About the phrase nine to five? Something like that. Does he have another song with that? Now I'm like, he I don't probably remember. does. I remember we were talking about Sheena Easton, <laughs> <laughs> the the Seinfeld one. I guess they could have used this one in Seinfeld. And they're showing Kramer going to work every day. That would have been a terrible choice. But yes, it would have been a terrible been only for choice. the Billy Joel diehards. <laughs> right. I there is something I do like. They the, some of those organ like keyboards like that Paul Schaefer used to do on the tonight on the David Letterman show. Mm-hmm. I like that. I like that a lot. I always like those organ like keyboards. I think that to me sounds like rock and roll. Like it's it's cool. I always liked it. I've always been trying to emulate it when I used to have keyboards. Can't seem to get the sound right. Yeah, it's that gospel tone. Yeah, I guess right? it is. Yeah, but I like it. That I like the way that works. I, I wonder. I guess that's him on the organ. I I I guess. Yeah, it's got to be him doing that. You know, it's funny because when we were doing Ain't No Crime, which has that same kind of vibe to it, and we liked it a lot. But I think one thing that I didn't like, and maybe you also, was like that the chorus, the gospely, like the backing vocals on when they say "Ain't No Crime." And I guess what this song has that doesn't is that it's just Billy singing. And I think there's not really any like cheesy background going on. Which, yeah, I don't think he did that on this album at all. Right. I mean, I don't think he got anybody extra to be on this album. Yeah, it was more stripped down. And, you know, it's funny when, like you said in your intro, this is like the rock song on the album. But maybe like in terms of like 50s rock, it has a little bit of that sort of vibe. But isn't like Los Angelinos a rock song? I would say that's rock. Yeah, I, I guess. I guess that's more of a dude. 
Yeah, I guess so. I wouldn't say this is the only rock. It's just that maybe this is like in that traditional rock vein. Yeah. That 50s rock that I don't really care for. Yeah. I mean, I just, you know, it's such a bummer. I was kind of hoping this song was going to be great for me. I'm staring at the lyrics right now and I couldn't tell you how they went. Like, I don't know how you're going to do a parody on this. But yeah, it's one of those songs, right? It's not like memorable in the way of other songs, but it's a song when you're listening to the whole album and this comes up, you're like, oh yeah. And you like it. You never, you're never going to skip this song. You're going to listen through it and like it. Well, that's what I was going to say, but I was going to save it for next week when we wrap up Street Life Serenade, the album. This, I could see possibly enjoying this, listening to the album as a whole. Now that I know more of the album, then I could maybe see this being an interesting song in the album. But we'll talk about that, obviously, next week. Yeah. You know what other song it reminds me of? It's funny was me and Atel back in 1988 or 88. There was a song called Just Got Paid. I don't remember who the guy who sang it was. and I, But we used to do it all the time because Atel would sing the song. like Friday night, just got paid. Hardy, hardy, feeling great. song and that's and that's what this completely reminded me of getting your paycheck on friday and we're going to spend some money and it's all like uh also saturday night fever he's like come on can i get a can i get a loan and he's like because the paint store that he did john travolta works at in saturday night fever would pay on mondays and he's like come on everybody else pays on fridays and then you spend all your money on the weekend and what do you got nothing there on monday you got some money for the whole week and then I'm, I'm when I watch it, and I was watching it last night. It was just it's been on a lot, and I'm like, what an asshole that guy is! Fuck him! You right. know, two days. He, Come on. He, he got, yeah, you got twenty year olds, nineteen, twenty year olds working there. They want a party on the weekend. You fucking prick! I'm so angry at that. There's nothing worse than not being paid on a Friday. You know. So what? Yeah, I'm gonna spend money. I'm nineteen. That's what I do. And and it's true. We used to. I don't know if that's a thing anymore. I I just. I guess it still is. I mean, I'm older, so I don't know. But I, is that a feeling for younger kids? Friday, and you get paid and you go out, right? I mean, it's still got to be a thing. I suppose it is. I don't know. Yeah, I'm so removed from that world. And is it the same? It's probably even better with direct deposit. <laughs> no, it's way better if you got cash. That would be nice. To have oh, cash yeah, but that was But bar. that's not normal. That's not normal for any job, even when I was young. I mean, you got a paycheck. You, you go to the check cashing place to get it. I either put it in the bank or a check. I've definitely gone to a check cashing place, but let's see, you just put it in the bank and hope it converts to cash instantly and then enjoy your Friday night. Just, just got, got paid. paid. <laughs> it did make a lot of sense. There was nothing better than a Friday payday. And then, and then you got to listen to the lover boy one. That's the best. That song working for the weekend. It's still awesome. Well, so my trivia question is based around that 
I don't think you're going to go there with what we're talking about now, but. All right, then let's why don't we go to trivia? What are we wasting our time for? Let's do it. All right, Dave, it is the trivia portion of the show. Do you have a stumper for me? Well, I got a couple because it's just I wasn't sure. Like, first of all, the one basic one is ironically, what word is left out of all the lyrics in weekend song? Weekend? Yes. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. Oh, my God. That was the weird. I was like looking it over. I'm like, wait a minute. I didn't actually hear him say the word weekend. <laughs> and then my follow up question is, who is the artist? That has the most streamed song of all time on Spotify. The weekend? Yes. <laughs> well, you're killing it. And you know what's even weirder is that the 2020 album from what that most popular song is from, which we uh, heard him play at the Super Bowl, is called Escape from LA, which is kind of funny since that's what this album is technically about. Yeah, or like this leading into turnstiles is right, the escape. Right, yeah. right, which that might have been the escape, but there's there's a correlation between the weekend, weekend song, and Billy Joel. Maybe he named himself after Billy Joel's song. Uh, you know, I was thinking that, and then I thought better of it and said uh, no. Yeah, chances are nil. Yes. <laughs> of course, he doesn't, you know, there's a little apostrophe. He doesn't actually use the word weekend. Yeah. copyright like, issues you had to take weekend. out the third e it's like weekend. i saw him live weekend the weekend yeah. he's he's fantastic i mean he's he was amazing he he didn't use any band he just came up to the front i mean maybe he had a background I, I didn't notice i saw him at the prudential center and he just came into the front and just sang for like an hour and a half it was fantastic couldn't believe he's, it I, he's I got some, some great songs they're really catchy well this is uh a couple years ago when he first started, he just I think he just had, I can't feel my face. I didn't even know who he was. And I brought these 25-year-old girls who said, can you get us tickets to the weekend? And um, I did. And I'm like, oh, sure, kids. You know what? And then it, I was blown away. I became a fan. I like, I forgot what it's called, but the one that's like his number one song. That, um, what is it? Uh, whatever it's called. I love how it has that like 80s synth sound to it. You're the it sounds... one that, the new one, you mean? That's the most popular Spotify. Yeah, song yeah, time. that one. Blinding lights. Yeah. Blinding lights. It just has the perfect 80s vibe. Like I said, it's the most the most streamed song of all time on Spotify. It's like really popular. Even more. You're right. It's got the 80s vibe because it's got it's got that vibe, kind of like that new Miley Cyrus song, Flowers. Like you've definitely heard this before, but you haven't. But you that's where your mind goes. Yeah. Where am I heard this? that song? I'm always like, she's copying someone's right melody here, right? I, I yes. can't stop. It's in my head all the time. It's a fantastic song. It's a fantastic song. And I thought it was a cover. Yeah. Yeah. It probably is. I think it uses the same riff as handball, but I'm not sure. <laughs> I can buy myself flowers. Write my name in sand. Talk to All right. On that note, do you have a trivia question for me? I do. So my trivia question has to do with Loverboy, the band who wrote and performed the song Working for the Weekend. Score. Now, Loverboy was a Canadian band. 
which makes it curious that they were asked to perform the official Team USA theme for the 1984 Olympics. What was the name of that song? I should know that, right? I'm only asking because I thought maybe you would know this because 1984 is prime yeah. just gal. Oh, it is. And I loved Lover Boy. But I don't rem- besides that song and then the kid is hot tonight and maybe one other lover boy song the only other song i know from lover boy would be mike reno and ann wilson from the heart where they did uh, almost paradise i don't remember lover boy having a song from the olympics and again like you said why would they ask a canadian-based band to do an american song it's insane the only thing I remember about the 1984 Olympics is Lionel Richie being there and singing some fun songs. And he won a gold medal in the 200 meters. <laughs> he sure did. He was terrific back then. Yeah, he was hot that year. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't have the answer. Okay, so the song is called Nothing's Gonna Stop You Now. I know there's the song from Mannequin 2, Nothing's Gonna Stop Us Now, from Grace Slick and, and Starship, uh, yeah, whatever. Um, and that was a huge song from a horrid movie. In fact, I don't think anybody would have gone if it wasn't for that song. I, I, I remember that song so well. And it must have come out around the same time. Maybe that's why I didn't know about the other song. Well, this is 84, so that would have been a few years later. Uh, maybe that was 86. Yeah. It's around the same time. Mannequin 2. Um, was, was it Mannequin 2 on the move? Was that what it, it had a subtitle? Know. Oh, it definitely had a subtitle. You know a movie's bad when Andrew McCarthy and uh, Kim, Cattrall. Kim Cattrall right, won't come back. <laughs> like those. What, what are they doing? I mean, I know they did a lot of stuff, but I was like, you know, what are they doing? And James Spader. The only guy that came back was the the black guy who was uh, in Designing Women. Uh, M- Mishach, what's his name? It was like, I don't know. If they ever needed a, a flamboyant black guy, he was the guy they would hire. Yeah. And the funny thing is, is when I saw the coming show, I'm like, oh, he's back. And he was good. He's like, I would never bother you when you're getting a piece of wood. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's the part I've always wanted to play. <laughs> I have a problem. <laughs> you know, I would never bother you when you're getting a piece of wood. Mannequin. Well, I mean, listen, I've always just wanted to be Paul Lynn. <laughs> and that's pretty much the way I would have done that. I would never bother you when you're getting a piece of wood. Perfect. See, that Mannequin 3, I think we got to bring you into this movie. You know, you're joking, but then it, a light bulb went up in my head. Oh, my God, I should totally do Mannequin 3.
All right, Alon. I don't know how you're going to do this. I know I say this all the time, but this one, oh my goodness. What do you got for us today? You know, the worst part is once it's a song like this where you don't even know how it goes, no matter what I sing, you're just going to be like, well, I don't know. That didn't sound familiar to me. Well, maybe your lyrics will be good. All right. So the Weird Alon parody for Weekend song is called Reeking Song. You're right. a bad, Sorry. bad you're odor. absolutely bad right. Odor. Oh, gross. Yeah. I actually thought it was Reiki song. Maybe that would have been. Oh, better. that would be even grosser. <laughs> <laughs> this putrid, rancid, awful body odor. I'm stinking like a horse. I've been eating lots of curry and I really have to worry that it's seeping out all of my pores. I've been working long hours with no time for showers and I hope no one can tell. But even the bums are running away, so I know I must really smell. They kicked me off of the ferry. They kicked me off the boat. Gave me some gas and matches to burn my clothes. Gotta stop eating spicy. I'm smelling like a goat. And my wife won't let me home. Her love is out of reach till I clean myself with bleach. This putrid, rancid, awful body odor. I'm stinking like a horse. I've been eating lots of curry and I really have to worry that it's seeping out all of my pores. And I've been working long hours with no time for showers and I hope no one can tell. But even the bums are running away, so I know I must really smell. Hey now. (laughs) I just did the verse again. It's like you said. (laughs) I don't even recognize the melody, but the, the lyrics were good. And they, <laughs> they flowed and you, it looks like you put some time into it. And again, when Paul Lauren sings it, it's going to be great. Oh, it will be great. Chef's kiss. Yeah. That wraps up Weekend Song and the album Street Life Serenade, which means next week Paul Lauren will join us for that album wrap-up where he may sing the parody that you just heard. (laughs) (laughs) Excited. (laughs) If you like our podcast, be sure to go to Apple and give us five stars. We release new episodes every Tuesday, so make sure you hit subscribe so you never miss a single song. And follow us on social media at BillyJoelA to C to give us some feedback. Do you prefer working for the weekend over this song? Yes. Do you consider this the only rock song on Street Life Serenade? Yes. And if we came out to Long Island to visit Billy Joel, do you think he'd pick us up at the station? Yes. I hope in a helicopter. <laughs> Until next time, I'm Alan Altman. I'm Dave Jeffskow. And this is Billy Joel A to Z. Maybe I can get G.I. Joe and we can double sometime.